Scuff Covers is proudly sponsored by Gooch Soup. And if you haven't tried Gooch Soup before, it's the next best thing since coming in my ex-wife Sharon. Gooch Soup is a local business down here in Frio. They come in four flavors at the moment. Mustard Custard, Seafood Surprise, Tangy Barbecue, and Lemon and Herb. If you go to their store, don't know where it is, it's a big warehouse on some street, uh, you tell the register promo code CUMSTUFF for 20% off and they'll give you another free can. Goot soup, taste it while it's hot. Today, I don't know why, but you're listening to this fucking shit. It's scuff covers, it's scuff covers, it sounds like an 80s toy commercial. It's scuff covers, it's scuff covers. We're just gonna read lots of books and fuck around at Scuff Covers, yeah! Welcome to Scuff Covers, cunts. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, the second episode of Scuff Covers. Uh, we now know what, what it is. We're just reading books. It's not an anthology series because it's just one book. We're just going chapter to chapter. Today, we're going to continue Ready Player One uh, by Ernest Clive, and we're doing chapter two. Well, today we also have good old producer. Hello. Reveal I'm, yourself. Hello, I'm I'm Mr. Producer. You're Mr. Producer. How are you today, Mr. It producer? It is a very very special day. It's a very special day. Why is that? Is it because well, it's today the second is actually episode? no. It's also the second episode. It's also July third because on this day, Will Ferrell stole twenty packets of sour candy and fed it to a herd of deer nearby. He came back the next day and got trampled by three bears and stomped his torso and had cracked ribs all over. He then applied to Hollywood to do a video shoot, then declined him because he's fucked body now. What? It's a, it's a great day today. It's, just, it's significant. I was not aware. Oh, it's surprising. So it's Will Ferrell day. Yeah, it's Will Ferrell's gets fucked day. Will Ferrell get fucked day. Yeah. Okay, get fucked, Will Ferrell. Oh, right. It's, it's a bit ma- mean. Will Ferrell, you're a good actor. I know you're never going to listen to this, but yeah, get fucked, Will Ferrell. Okay. We're going to read some books. We're going to read chapter one. Okay. So I'm going to read a bit of the book and then I might pass it on to Mr. Producer, but uh, it's all up to you. Do you want to you wanna read some? I'm oh, Mr. Producer, man. I'm just going to look and listen to your book, Okay. Man. You're just going to listen to the book. Okay. And here we go. I was jolted awake by the sound of gunfire in one of the neighbourhood stacks. The shots were followed by a few minutes of muffled shouting and screaming, then silence. Ooh, some bitch is dead. Gunfire was uncommon in the stacks, but it still shook me up. I knew I probably wouldn't be able to fall back to sleep, so I decided to kill the remaining hours until dawn by brushing up on a few coin-op classics. Gallagher, Defenders, Asteroids. This guy really likes his 80s. I, I forgot like that this is a real 80s book. Yeah. Have you not played Pac-Man? Yeah, I've played Pac-Man. I've got yeah. Pac-Man and Minecraft. Yeah, the one that goes pew, pew, and they go... Grrr. That the, the one that goes... Ahem. That pac You've played Pac-Man. Not that Pac-Man. Yeah, you have. It must be Mrs. Pac-Man. Ready Player One. It's all about the... Grrr. Okay. Really knocked me off track. This is not going. This is not a good start. It's a great start. It is a. I'm very mixed about how we've started this podcast, but that's okay. We've got to roll with it. Just read the book. Those games were outdated digital nut dinosaurs that had become museum pieces long before I was born. But I was a gunter, so I didn't think of them as uh, quasite or quite low res archives, uh, antiques. My bad. 
To me, they were hollowed artifacts, pillars of a pantheon. When I played the classics, I did so with a determination, a sort of reverence. I was curled up in my old sleeping bag in the corner of the trailer's tiny laundry room, wedged into the gap between the wall and the dryer. I wasn't welcome in my aunt's room across the hall, which was fine by me. I preferred the crash in the laundry room anyway. It was warm. Uh, it afforded me a limited amount of privacy, and the wire wireless reception wasn't too bad. And as a bonus, as an added bonus, the room always smelt like liquid detergent fabric softener. <laughs> so he's living in like a fucking. So his aunt let him have a shelf. This is your bed. Oh, the reception's okay. Yeah, there is. Wi-Fi is okay, so I can't complain. I'm just gonna just like. And it smells like fresh clothes look up my favorite rule 34 image of marge simpson because it's got good reception my aunts let me have this it one. take it takes five seconds to load up but if i'm on the roof it takes three it also makes you come in 30 seconds Ooh, like those ads that's yes yes <laughs> uh. mm. okay back to it uh the rest of the trailer reeked of cat piss and abject poverty <laughs> rip most of the time i slept in the out of the, my hideout but the temperature dropped below zero the past few nights. And as much as I hate staying at my aunt's place, it still beats freezing to death. A total of 15 people live in my aunt's trailer. She sleeps in a, the smallest of the three bedrooms. The Derpets, Derpets? Yep. lives in the bedroom adjacent to her. And the Millers okay, uh, occupy the large master bedroom at the end of the hall. There are six of them and they pay the largest share of the rent. Our trailer wasn't as crowded as some of the other units in the stacks. It was a double wide, plenty of room for everyone. I pulled out my laptop and powered it up. It was a bulky, heavy beast, almost 10 years old. I found it in a trash bin behind an abandoned strip mall across the highway. I was able to coax it back to life by replacing its service, service? system memory and reloading the stone old operating system, probably like Windows XP or something. I miss XP. It was a good system, very reliable, but like Windows 11 looks pretty cool. I don't, I don't, I, I don't have a computer. I'm recording it with this. I'm recording this with rocks. What's a computer? It's a computer. Yeah. It goes beep, bop, boop, moan. Is that the, <laughs> is that the thing I can look up Marge Simpson with? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that what he's using? That's what he's is using. Is that the boy on the shelf's using? He's using your MacBook. He's using my what? Your MacBook. My, my what's a Mac? What's a Mac? It's like a big burger. Uh, okay, it's and he's got, he's watching Marge's on my on my, on, my, on my sandwich. Yeah, on your sandwich. Okay, I think I'm getting the story so okay. far. <sighs> the processor was slower than a sloth by standard the current standards, but it was fine for my needs. The laptop served as my portable research library, video archive, and home theater system. Its hard drive was full of old books, movies, TV show episodes, music files, and nearly every video game made in the 20th century. Fuck, that's a big hard drive. Actually, the 20th century. Well, yes, yeah, still, that's massive. Well, how big was it? I don't know. He's got old books, movies, TV shows, music, and every nearly every video game in the part in the 20th century. So between 19. I don't know. That sounds like. That's a lot, bro. Five gigabytes. Nah. Depends what you're using. Well, think about it. It's like... Okay, I'm going to have to break the character. I actually kind of know what a computer is. I know what a gigabyte is. Back to the story. 
I booted up my emulator and selected Robotron 2084. It's a sequel to Cyberpunk, but it's probably good. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite games. Always love its fanatic pace and brutal simplicity. Simplicity. Robotron is all about instinct, instinct and reflexes. Playing old video games never failed to clear my mind and set me at ease. If I was feeling depressed or frustrated about a lot of my life, I would just all I had to do was tap the player one button. My worries would instantly slip away as my mind focused itself on the recklessness pixelated onslaught on the screen that was in front of me. There, inside the game's two-dimensional universe, life was simple. It's just you against the machine. Move with your left hand, shoot with your right, and stay alive as long as possible. Just like normal society. We live in a society, in a society. of moving Do you know how I got these scars? I've played a bit of Pac-Man. A bit of Pac-Man, a bit yeah. of Halo. I've got a bit of scar on my left butthole. You have two buttholes. I have five. You have five buttholes? Yeah, and that one I can play Pac-Man with. See, this is a fucked thing to talk about. That's because society's fucked. This is a very good book to talk about. This is good material. You know what's horrible? I'm picturing how five buttholes would work, but it's like, so you have two on each cheek and then one in the middle. So you played Whack-A-Mole. Yeah. Think of it like Whack-A-Mole. Whack-A-Hole. Whack-A-Hole. There Whack-a-hole. you go. Hole. You're pushing that, it back into the hole. Wouldn't that be a bit hole. gay? Because all you're doing is smacking holes. Or it depends who you're doing it to. Fair point. Yeah. All right, we're going to stop this conversation and continue with the story. Let's move on. Yeah. I spent the last few hours blasting through waves after waves of brains. Uh, spirits? No. <laughs> yeah, let's go spirits. Uh, quakes and hulks in my unending battle to save the last f- human family. Pardon me. Um, but eventually my fingers started to cram up and I began to lose my rhythm. Then that happened in, uh, when that happens at that, this level, things deteriorate quickly. I burnt through all my extra lives in a matter of minutes, and the two, my two least favorite words appeared on my, the screen. Game over. Shut down the emulator and began to browse through the video files. Over the past few five years, I've downloaded every movie, TV show, and cartoon mentioned in Albanac's Anorax Albanac, not Albanac. Is his actually no. name Anorax? He's actually named Anorak. I feel like that's some sort of just condition. Because Anorax makes it sound like I have like broken limbs or something. So sorry to tell hey, you. Hey, he's Mr. an Anorak. I'm you so know? sorry to tell you, Mr. Watson, but you've got Anorax. I'm a producer. You're a producer. Okay. I'm, I'm so sorry, Mr. Producer. In the life of a producer, anorax. you can get Anorak. You can get Anorax. It's when your fingers cramp up and you lose all your extra lives. <laughs> I still ha- back to the story. I still haven't watched all of them yet, of course. This would probably take decades. I've selected an episode of Family Ties, a 80s sitcom about a middle-class family living in central Ohio. But America's Ohio. Yes. Yeah. No, that's uh, it. 5 points to you. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, I think if you're watching this and you you know you're taking a spliff or you're having a drink, every time Seb says Back to the story, you take one. Let's see how fucked you can get by the end of this episode. They're not watching it. Where are the cameras? Hmm? Oh, just imagine there's cameras in your just brain. Just imagine there's cameras in your brain. Think of it like you're the best console in the world where you can store books, movies, cartoons, and all the video games from the last 21st century. Sorry, 20th century. My bad. I'm a bit of a fuckhead. Think of it like that for your brain. 
Back to the story. You don't have to drink for that one because he said it. Oh, yeah, true. Okay, that's true. Okay. If you did it, um, uh, fuck you. You should have done that. I've downloaded the show because it had been one of Holiday's favourites. And I figured there was a chance that some clue related to the hunt may be hidden in one of the episodes. I began addicted to the show immediately and had watched all 180 episodes multiple times. Never seemed to get tired of it. Hmm. Sitting alone in the dark, watching the show on my laptop, I always, felt imagi- I always found myself imagining that I lived in that warm, well-lit house and that those smiling understood people were my family. That there was nothing so wrong in the world, or that, that there was nothing so wrong in the world that we sh- couldn't sort it out by the end of a single half-hour episode, or maybe a two-parter if, something, if it was something really serious. My, home, my own home life had never seemed remotely, or ev- never, ev- never even remotely resembled the one depicted in Family Ties, which was probably why I loved the show so much. I was the only child of two teenagers, both refugees who met in the stacks when I grew up. I don't remember my father, and when I was just a few months old, he was shot dead while looting a grocery store during a power outage. The only thing I really knew about him was that he loved comic books. I found several old flash drives in a box of his things containing complete runs of the Amazing Spider-Man, X-Men, and Green Lantern. My mum once told me that my dad had given me an alternate name, Wade Watts, because he thought it sounded like a secret identity for a superhero, like Peter Parker or Clark Kent. That's cute. Yeah, this is kind of cute. What would you be if you had a, a, a double name that had double letters in it, like the initials? For me, it'd probably be like, like fuck face or something. I say that a lot, actually. That works, though. Yeah, fuck face. That'd just be your superhero name. <laughs> then what's my normal name? <laughs> five buttholes. <laughs> Captain Fuckface and his real identity is five buttholes. First name five, last name buttholes. What's my, what's my villain name? What's, 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 who's my villain? The Penetrator. <laughs> Oh no, it's the penetrator! Watch out! (laughs) All I do is in the floor. And my three buttholes literally. Yeah. He has six buttholes. Oh! Is he fuck himself? Knowing that made me think he must have been a cool guy, despite how he died. My mother, Loretta, had raised me on her own. We lived in a small RV in the other part of the stacks. She had two full-time uh, Oasis jobs. One as a telemarketer, the other as an escort on an online brothel. Fucking hell. And what? An online brothel? Yeah, online brothel. Well, because it's VR. So you... you how would that work? Well, you're not really getting laid, though. It's just, I know. It's just VR porn. Unless you've got the... Because it's like... Unless you've got like a full like morph suit that like you can feel shit. Get close to the mic. It'll just be whack. Yeah, but it's not exactly the same as getting your dick suck or, you know, yeah. your, your, your fan. It's, it's wax nonetless. You know, because it's like, it's not just supposed to be simulated. It's just like, if you fuck someone in VR, so it, it doesn't actually count as losing your so virginity. So really, it's just VR porn. There must be something more complicated to it because I feel like there's... <laughs> it's VR porn with extra steps. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. You've got hand gloves now. Jazz hands. Online brothels. Yeah, online brothels. I want to buy an online brothel. <laughs> be a manager of an online brothel. I call it... Hey! Come slut 42. 
Come join. Do your work. Sign up to an online brothel called Stimpy Steve. Stimpy Steve. We've only got two vac- vacancies left. They're all named. Where it's all male prostitutes named Steve. They're all named Tyrone. Oh, Stimpy Steve's. So what? The it ma- was the previous the owner. The manager's name Steve. No, he's the previous owner. He's the previous owner. Yeah, he died. Oh. Yeah, so- that's what happens when you get eight buttholes and you get fucked by everyone in the brothel. So we had to get new management. I think by like. As, a, as we go on through the episode, we're just going to add more buttholes until we get to like, oh yeah, like this man has 700 buttholes. Yeah. Okay. Ready, player one. Get ready. <laughs> ready, set, go! <laughs> she used to make me wear earplugs at night so she wouldn't hear me, in, so I wouldn't hear her in the next room. Taking dirt, uh, taking dirty to tricks in other times. Oh, talking dirty to tricks in other time zones. But the earplugs didn't work very well, so I just watched old movies instead with the volume way turned up. That's kind of sad. It's like I know. It's like she's got to make the money. It's like you got to do what you got to do. But mm. I was introduced to the ocular, the Oasis at an early age because my mother used to be a virtual baby. Uh, because my mother used it as a virtual babysitter. As soon as I was old enough to wear a visor and a pair of haptic, haptic gloves, I feel fucked today. A virtual babysitter? Yeah, it's like... Stop alt-fouring. It's Get like... Of, <laughs> is that what it was? Alt-fouring. No, it's just like, <laughs> she'll be working, and it's like, if you're... It's like, when you're a kid and you're playing like the PS2 while your, your parents are doing something. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically that. And they're like, Oi! Oi, what do you... What Fuck do you, up, Bryson! Keep going. Yeah. Back to the story. <laughs> my mama helped story. me create my first Oasis character and then stuck and then she stuck me in the corner and went back to work. <laughs> she, pl- she fucked you off in the corner. She's like, here, you gotta <laughs> stay a there and make Sims Fucking character. Stay there. Fuck. <sighs> Leaving me to explore an entirely new world, very different from the one that I'm known I'm known up until then. From that moment on, I was more raised by the Oasis inter- interact- interactive educational programs, which any kid could access for free. I spent a big chunk of my childhood hanging around in virtual reality simulators of Sesame Street, singing songs with friendly Muppets and playing interactive games that taught me how to walk, talk, add, subtract, subtract read, write and share. Jesus Christ, that was a mouthful. Once I mastered those skills, it didn't take me long to discover that the Oasis was also the world's biggest public library. When even a penniless kid like me had access to every book ever written, every song ever recorded, and every movie, television show, video game, and piece of artwork ever created, I'd really like to see another Jackson Pollock painting. I'm a mad fan of Jackson Pollock. I don't know who that is. He is a, I don't I want to say he's an artist from the 80s or the 70s, but his work is just pure chaos. It's like, you know those those artworks where they, they have the bucket and they put a hole in it and it's like, spins around? Do you know what I'm on about? Not really. You just, you're not into art. You, you make art. <laughs> no, no, I do do art. But you don't know other artists. No, because I don't care about that art. I'm That's just... kind of a... Uh, not exactly rude because I'm still in a position where I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I really would like to see in the in the biggest library in the world? Scuff covers. Scuff covers, exactly. 
I want to see that. Listen to it like virtually in 30 which is years. just doing it on your your headphones or in your car or when cars you're having won't sex. be a thing or we'll, we'll have sky pl- we'll have plane cars planes will be in the sky most likely planes would, will be in the sky yeah nah fuck that that sounds like a fuck idea cunt why uh, <laughs> well planes don't belong on the sky planes below on the roads we drive planes to get to work well yeah the aerodynamics when you have your wings out actually kind of just balance you a little bit keeps you going about 110 on the highway yeah think of it like a fucking like a plane like like, like a train with extra steps it's like a train it's like a train everyone's driving a train now yeah a train plane I'm gonna gonna a plane train I'm gonna invest in a train welcome to the plane train I'm gonna invest into a virtual train virtual train can I get it in the almanac choo choo motherfuckers choo choo back to the story choo choo motherfucker the collected knowledge art and amusement of all human civilization was there waiting for me but gaining access to all that information turned out to be something of a mixed blessing because that was when I found out the truth I didn't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe your experience differed from mine. For me, growing up as a human being on the planet Earth in the 21st century was a real kick in the teeth, existent, terribly speaking. The worst thing about being a kid was that no one told me the truth about my situation. In fact, they did the exact opposite. And of course, I believed them because I was just a kid and I didn't know any better. Uh... I mean, Christ, my brain hasn't even been grown to full size yet, so how would I be expected to know that adult, the adults were bullshitting to me? So I swallowed all the Dark Ages nonsense they fed me. Some time passed, I grew up a little, and I gradually began to figure out that pretty much everyone had been lying to me about pretty much everything since the moment I, was, I emerged from my mother's womb. <laughs> it's like, Wind. he pops out, he's like, You're a girl! <laughs> it's like, okay... <laughs> And he's like, hang on, I'm a boy. It's like 20 years later. I mean, it's kind of like nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. We'll move on with the book, We'll just move on with the story. Okay, that, okay. Book time. Book time. This was an alarming revelation. It gave me trust issues later in life. Started to figure out the ugly, ugly truth as soon as I began to explore the first Oasis library. The facts were right there waiting for me, hidden in old books written by people who weren't afraid, to be honest. Artists and scientists and philosophers and poets, many of them long dead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a quick drink. So if you guys want, let's let's have a water break. I know that sounds weird. Water as, break. Hey, yeah, let producer sing a song while I'm guzzling down some uh, good old H2O. Take out what you're drinking and drink it. With Sebi, that was very yummy. <laughs> mm. Yummy water. Can you describe how it tasted? Water. Oh. With a tad of chlorine. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, yum, chlorine. <sighs> that was an alarming revelation. It gave me trust issues late in life. I started to figure out the ugly truth as soon as I began to explore the free Oasis libraries. The facts were right there waiting for me, hidden in old books written by people who weren't afraid to be honest. Artists and scientists and philosophers and poets, many of them long dead. As I read the words they left behind, I finally began to get a grip on the situation. My situation. Our situation. 
what most people refer to as the human condition. It was not good news. I wish someone had told me the truth right up front as soon as I was old enough to understand it. I wish someone had just said, here's the deal, Wade. You're something called a human being. That's a really smart kind of animal. Like every other animal on this planet. We're descended from a single cell organism that lived millions of years ago. This happened by a process called evolution. And you'll learn more about it later. But trust me, that's really how we all got here. That's proof. There's proof of it everywhere, buried in the rocks. The story you heard about how we were all created by a super powerful dude named God who lives up in the sky, total bullshit. But fucking hell. I thought we weren't, we we weren't going to talk about religion on this Yeah, podcast. I thought either, but he's just gone balls deep. It's like, hey, God doesn't exist. Yeah, Christianity is a lie. It's like, damn, that kind of, that fucking sucks. But, yeah. The whole God thing is actually an ancient fairy tale that people have been telling one another for thousands of years. We all made it up. Like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Santa Claus is real. Yeah. You have to believe Santa Claus is real. No, it is real. He is real. He is real. You see him in the shopping centres. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he comes down to my fucking small town all the time. I don't know how he gets into our room, but he does through the chimney. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'll ask, hey, He probably comes through the speaker. Yeah, I'll ask, can I have, like, you know, uh, that, 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 you know, that gaming console that houses books... TV, movies, and uh, games from the last 20th century. And he's like, listen here, you little shit. I'm I'm, going to fuck you, mum. Rail your mum later. Um, Yeah, but he's real. No, he's a very real boy. You're probably wondering what happened before you got here. Awful lot of stuff, actually. Once we rolled into humans, things got pretty interesting. We figured out how to grow food and domesticate animals so we didn't have to spend all our time hunting. Our tribes got much bigger and we spread across the entire world like unstoppable virus. Then, after beating, after fighting a bunch... I think you should be talking about viruses right now. It's been insensitive. I think it's a little insensitive. You should be talking okay. About. Like an unstoppable herd. How's that sound? Yeah, that, that, I guess that's fine. I don't think anyone's I don't care, it's saying it's virus. Then, after fighting a bunch of wars with each other over land, resources, and our made-up gods, we eventually got all our tribes organised into a global civilization. But honestly, it wasn't really that organised or civilised. We And we continued to fight a lot of wars with each other. But we also figured out how to do science, which helped us develop technology. For, for a bunch of hairless apes, we were actually managed to increase, in, invent some pretty incredible things. Computers, medicine, lasers, microwave ovens, atomic uh, artificial hearts, atomic bombs. Whoa. We even sent a few guys to the moon and brought them back. We also made a global communication back. network to let us talk, well, let us all talk to each other all around the world, all the time, just like this podcast. Ring ring. But you guys ring, can't ring. talk to us. We just ring 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 ring. ring. Oh, oh, you have a sister. hello. Who is this? Oh, he- hello. Hello. Is this, is this is this the man? This is the man. Fuck you. Oh, okay. Oh, he was he was very rude. He was a bit rude, but that's that's okay. Bit of a he cunt. Can, yeah. Apparently, he's our, he's our only caller. So because he we, hates us, he hates us. That's okay. Well, that's we got right. we got lovely viewers. You know what we can look forward to? What? Back to the book story. Back to the story. Yeah. Back yeah. to the story. <laughs> Uh, pretty impressive, right? But that's where the bad news comes in. 
Our global civilization came at a huge cost. We needed a whole bunch of energy to build it, and we got that energy by burning fossil fuels, which came from dead plants and animals buried deep in the ground. We used most of that fuel, this fuel before you got here, and now it's pretty much all gone. This means that we are no longer... Uh, we no longer have enough energy to keep our civilization running like it was before. So we had to cut back big time. We called this the global energy crisis and it was going on for a while now. It's been going on for a while now. Also, turns out that, that build, uh, burning all those fossil fuels had some nasty side effects like rising the temperature of our planet and screwing up the environment. Global warming. Yeah, it's my favourite thing. Yeah, you gotta love fucking destroying the planet. You love inhaling the fucking inhaling fumes. fumes. Oh, I like that O2. Oh, I smell a bit of pepper. pepper. It's like wine sniffing. It's a bit of a oh, goose I, soup. Oh, I smell a bit of a fucking like dinosaur piss. Dinosaur piss. A little bit of lemon and herb. A little, little herb seafood surprise. A bit of gooch soup in there. Mmm. Mmm. Bit salty. Yeah, a bit much. Probably yeah. bad cut off a bit, man. So the ice, uh, the polar ice caps are melting, sea levels are rising, and the weather is all messed up. Plants and animals are dying out in record number, and a lot of people are starving and homeless. And we're still fighting wars with each other, mostly over the few resources we have left. Basically, kid, this is all. This what this all means is that life is a lot tougher than it used to be. In the good old days, back before <laughs> Sorry, you kid. were born. Eat shit. This is yeah. the world you're living in. <laughs> so, hey, kid, you're uh, you're fucked up. You came at the wrong time. Yeah, it's not your you fault, fucked up big time, kid. You got to do fucking something about it. Fuck you. Here's Things used to be awesome, but now it's kind of terrifying, to be honest. The future doesn't look too bright. You're born in a pretty crappy time in the history, and it looks like things are only get gonna get worse from here on out. It sounds like it's oh, it's your fault. It actually sounds like it's his fault. It's like the sequel. It's like fucking Fallout. It's just like wow, you fuck up. Yeah, you just yeah, you disappointment. Born at the wrong time. Born at the wrong time. Fucking. Virgin. The sequel's all about his kids, and he's telling them that. It's like yeah, we're fucked. Sorry, kid. Sorry, kid. You're fucked up. Here's an apple. Now go home and do your homework. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like things are just going to get worse on here on out. Human civilization is, on is in decline. Some people even say it's collapsing. You're probably wondering what's going to happen to you. That's easy. The same thing is going to happen to you that has been happening to every other human being that has ever lived. You're going to die. We all die. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. Sorry, kid. It's just harsh reality. Born at the wrong time. Fuck. Fuck. This is actually hitting me pretty hard, no, eh? I know. They're being a bit honest. They're being very honest about this. I wish it this. wasn't this honest, but... It's um, like, oh, I know we're going to die, but fuck. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have a few things to do before I die. Yeah. Eat. I want to jump out of airplane. Eat gooch soup. I want to eat some gooch soup. I heard it's great. Yeah. Didn't you say it was great? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's Yum. better than fucking my ex-wife, Sharon, the dirty bitch. You, what did you eat? Uh, her. <laughs> I was gonna say I ate lemon and her. <laughs> oh, her. Uh, she was she was a seafood surprise after I found out she was fucking the mailman. Oh, so yeah. tangy barbecue. No seafood surprise. Yeah, with a mix of tangy barbecue. Oh, yeah, a bit of both. <laughs> ah, works good. You chuck some salt and pepper on it, and you're like, oh, nice. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, I gave him some of the lemon herb once I caught them. Into the promo code now. <laughs> Into the promo code, cum stuff. 
Your love plugin to a non-existent product. No, it's very real. It's very real. Yeah, I I've make... got some in my bag. I've only got four left though, and it's all tangy barbecue. I ate all the lemon and herb. I don't... You're fucked. No, we're not. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You're just dead. Your brain stops working, and then you're not around to ask annoying questions anymore. The stories you heard about going to a wonderful place called heaven, where there's no pain or death, and you live forever in a state of penetral happiness, perpetual happiness. Also, total bullshit. Just like all that God stuff. Fuck, this guy must be a hardcore atheist. Might be. Might be. There's no evidence <laughs> of it. He hates everyone. He just fuck God. Fuck you. Fuck God. Fuck you. Born at the fuck wrong time. me. Fuck everything. Jesus Christ, who wrote this? A fucking <laughs> a angry man. A massive legend. A massive legend. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, we made it up too. Wishful thinking, I guess. So now you have to live the rest of your life knowing you're gonna live, uh, you're gonna die someday and disappear forever. Sorry, pal. <laughs> Bruh. Jeez. That's a big bra moment. It is a big bra moment. Okay. On second thoughts, maybe honesty isn't the best policy after all. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> because uh, maybe it's just isn't a good idea to tell a newly arrived human being that he's been born into a world of chaos, pain, and poverty just in time to watch everything fall apart. Pain, Just poverty. in time for the footy. Time for the footy. It's like, hey, I was born 10 minutes before the footy. I'm a hardcore Eagles fan now. Wow! There's gonna be new uh, new teams in the 2025. Is that what it's set? 2025? Uh, no, no. <laughs> what was it set? Uh, like the 2050, I think. Okay, well you're gonna. I don't know. Luca dropped all the nukes. <laughs> We're gonna have our good pal Luca on, and maybe like episode 10 or 15. It all depends. I go every fifth episode. We're gonna have a special guest. It's gonna be a radioactive hole. I'm like, oh, I'll go for radioactive hole, Duke Luca. <laughs> Duke Luca. <laughs> Oh, that's his new name. I'm going to call him that when we go see Duke him. Luca. Duke Luca. <laughs> I chew ass and bubble gum, but I'm all out of ass. I, I throw nukes and ass. I'm I throw all nukes out of and ass. ass. <laughs> no, I throw nukes and ass. I'm all out of nukes. Time to go eat, eat go, some ass. Time to go eat some ass. <laughs> ass muncher. Ass muncher. Okay. Back to the story. Back to the story. I discovered all that gradually over several years, and it and it still made me feel like jumping off a bridge. Yeah, same here, pal. Honestly, this kind of book's getting me in a bad mood. I know, and <laughs> it's, it's like, like geez, it's a bit bitter. It's a very bitter book. Let's just keep moving. Uh, luckily, I had access to the Oasis, which was like having a, a escape hatch into a better reality. The Oasis kept me sane. It was my playground and my preschool, a magical place where anything was possible. The Oasis is the setting of my all, all of my happiest childhood memories. When my mum didn't have to work, oh, when my mum didn't have to work, we would log in at the same time and play games. I go on interactive storybook adventures together. She used to have to force me to log off every night because I never wanted to return to the real world, because the real world sucked. I never blamed my mum for the the way things were. She was a victim of fate and cruel consequences, like everyone else. Her generation had it the hardest. She was born into a world of plenty, then had to watch it slowly vanish. More than anything, I remember her. I remember feeling sorry for her. That's probably the generation after us. My kid's gonna suck and fucking suffer. Nah, I don't reckon. You don't reckon? Mm. No. 
I reckon it's going to be, yeah, it's us or our kids. Well, I don't know. I mean, Unless it's more like people fighting right now. Everyone just needs to chill out. Yeah. Take a spliff. Take a, f- f- a fat doobie. Fat cone. Doobie, doobie, do. Cone, cones. Get on you. Scuffed cones. Scuffed cones. I'll, yeah, that'd be awesome. Come in twen- 24, 20. I'm going to come in 2044. I'm going to come in 2044. Smoke a cunt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got, we got to stop this. We got to, let's move on. Let's move on. Back with, back on the story. Don't actually do drugs, fuckheads. Yeah. Drugs are bad. What are you talking about? We talked a bit. We talking about? She was depressed all the time. <laughs> we just say don't take drugs and this is the last sentence. Uh, she was depressed all the time and tra- taking drugs seemed to be the only thing she truly enjoyed. I disagree. I know I agree on that. It probably is a little fun. Yeah. Still drugs don't do are it. Fun. Drugs are fun, but drugs are bad. Still don't do it. Yeah. Of course, that's what eventually killed her. Oh, fuck. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was 11 years old, she, so- she shot a bad batch of something into her arm and died on a ratty fold-out sofa bed while listening to music on an old MP3 player I repaired and gave to her her previous Christmas. That's fucking sad. You know what's weird? Steven, Steven Spielberg's like, I'm gonna, I am gonna, want this in a movie. Yeah, fuck. This is... Everything's fucked. I want this in a movie. I'm actually quite... I feel bad for the kid, even though the kid doesn't even fucking exist. I'm just, I'm just picturing in my head, 11-year-old coming back, and he's just finding his mum dead after an overdose. It's just like... Ow. I don't think he would. He's too busy being virtually babysat. <laughs> don't be insensitive, cunt. <laughs> That's harsh. Hey, this is the harsh world, bro. You brought a... the wrong time, man. Sorry. Life sucks. This was a mistake. <laughs> Back to the story. That was when I had to move in with my mum's sister, Alice. Aunt Alice didn't take me in out of kindness or... Uh, family, familiar, familiar responsibility. Fermental. Fermental responsibility. Uh, she did it to get the extra food vouchers from the government each one. What a cunt! Mm. <laughs> but like, you gotta do what you gotta do. Hey man, you gotta do what you do. It do. is it's what fuck, it is. It's a fucked world, bro. It's a fucked world. <laughs> Every man for himself. Yeah. <laughs> Every mum for I've got to stop this joke. Most this of the time, really I had to find food on my own. This usually wasn't a problem because I had a talent of finding and fixing old computers and busted Oasis consoles, which I sold to pawn shops or traded for food vouchers. I earned enough to keep uh, keep from going hungry, which was more than a lot of my neighbours could say. The year after my mum died, I did a lot of time wallowing in self-pity and despair. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him. It actually, based on what we've been told, this is a pretty fucked situation. This is a really fucked situation. It's very depressing. Luca nuked the world. Fuck We've got a kid who fucking, his mum overdosed. Luca's fucked the world. Luca fucked up the world with his fucking hairy bombs. Virgin Harry. Virgin. Has his mum overdosed. And now he's, honestly, I'd probably, I can probably relate. A lot of people. You fucking can't. Your mum's still alive. No, I can relate to his emotions. How? What, so your mum overdosed when she was 11? I... L- no, relate. We I spoke d- to your mum last week. I didn't say it happened. I can say I can relate. I didn't say, oh, that's exactly the same thing that happened to me. That's relating to No, them. relating as in I can compare my you emotions with You feel their you. pain. Yes. Empathy. Okay, fair. <laughs> I think we're going to cut that bit out. <laughs> no, not even. Okay. We'll just keep it going. Keep it rolling. Keep it keep- rolling, folks. Uh... 
Raid. Yeah, I, I'm. I've lost track. <laughs> you aren't helping with this. I'm not. No, you're not. It's funny, but it's fucking annoying. Why aren't you reading the book? Okay, I know where we're at. Okay. Back to the story. <laughs> I tried to look on the bright side to remind myself that, orphaned or not, I was still better off than most of the kids in Africa, and Asia, and North America too. Oh, is he in Canada? No, he's in Oklahoma. But that's still fucking... Is North, is North America not America? Apparently not anymore. What the fuck happened? So South America is a completely different country. Yeah, South America's fine. But North America is, is legit USA. No, South America is a continent. Yeah, but North, North America is just the USA. Yes. And Oklahoma is a part of the USA. I think it's also Alaskan, Alaska as well. I don't, I don't think so. No, Alaska's part of the US. I know it's part of the US. Sarah Palin came from there. Who? She was a US president, a uh, US candidate. Okay, but like, I don't think Oklahoma's in Alaska. Alaska's like a whole fucking no, state. Oklahoma is in Oklahoma, I think. Really? I don't know. I don't know that. I'll say fucking Ohio. The USA isn't USA, it's just Ohio. <laughs> the United States of Ohio. United States of Ohio. Anyway. President of Ohio, Ohio Obama. Life sucks. Life sucks. I know. I shit on, on your my bones. toes. <laughs> shit on my toes. And Alice. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I always had a roof over my head and a more than enough food to eat. And I had the oasis. My life wasn't so bad. At least that's what I kept telling myself. In a vain attempt to starve off the epic loneliness I now felt. Then, the hunt of Holiday's Easter egg began. That was what saved me, I think. Suddenly, I found something worth doing. A dream worth chasing. For the last five years, the hunt has given me a goal and purpose. A, score, a quest to fulfill. A reason to get up in the morning. And something to look forward to. The moment I start searching for the egg, the future didn't seem so bleak. <clears throat> That's So he's given himself purpose in life. Okay, what I actually like... This is, this is genuinely part of the book. I like it that we've gotten Halliday's perspective and how a little bit of backstory, and then we realise how life is actually shit in the perspective of this kid. But, yeah. Yeah. And seeing that we've already established the, uh, of what Halliday was doing, we can go, we've already know. This is kind of, that's kind of a nice little trick. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Drink time. Yummy, yummy water. Yeah. Drink it with Seb. Eat it with cheese. Yeah. Gromit, there's no cheese in crackers in, cr in prison. You cunt. Cunt. <laughs> How far are we? We've got a couple... Oh, we've got a couple pages left. Oh, what's that? Oh, and I lost the page. Shit. I was halfway through the, the fourth episode of my Family Ties mini marathon when the laundry door... The laundry room door creaked open and Aunt <clears> Alice <throat> walked in. A malnourished harpy in a house coat. Fuck, that's a bit harsh to call your auntie. A what? A harpy. What's that? Like a, I don't know, some H, I, I know what it is. It's like this weird fucked up bird person. <laughs> harpy? Look it up. Okay, I'll look it's it up. Pretty you fuck. keep reading, I'll look it yeah. up. Um, yeah. Uh, a malnourished harpy in a house coat, clenching a basket of dirty clothes. She looked more elusive than normal, which was bad news. 
She was much easier to deal with when she was high. Oh, she was much easier to deal with when she was high. Okay, I found it. Harpy. Uh, a word to describe a woman. A woman. Uh, okay, a word to describe a woman who draws a man into her grasp by pleasing the victim's biggest desire only to destroy all that makes him what he is. I don't think that was what it was. That's fucking. I got a, I got a funnier one. Hang on. That's. Oh, ouch. She glazed over at me with the usual look of despair and started to load the, her clothes into the, wash, into the washer. Then her expression changed and she peeked around the dryer to get a better look at me. Her eyes then uh, her eyes widened when she spotted my laptop. I quickly closed it and began to shove it into my backpack, when I, but I knew it was already too late. It's like, hand it over, Wade, she offered, reaching for the laptop. I can pawn it to help pay our rent. No, I shouted twisting away from her. Come on, Aunt Alice. I need it for school. What you need to do is show me some gratitude. Okay, what I found a, a, I found a, a bit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I found a better, more accurate description. A woman with an unbearable, shrewish, pain-in-the-ass nature. In other words, a bitch or a harridan, especially a somewhat appealing one. Yeah, she's just a bitch. How can people stand that harpy, much less read a book? It's a bit of a rude thing and it probably sounds very accurate to this current yeah, yeah, she's a, She's a bit of a cunt. <laughs> She's a bit of a cunt. <laughs> if it was me, it's like, hand it over. like, fuck off, cunt. This is mine. I build it. My thing. If you want to fight me for it, bring it on, bitch. What you need to do is show me some gratitude, she barked. Everyone else around here has to pay rent. I'm tired of you ble- leeching off of me. I mean, you. he's not even renting your room. He's on the fucking shelf. He's on the fucking shelf. <laughs> Why aren't you paying for the shelf? Yeah. You keep all my food vouchers. That's more than covers my share of rent. The hell it does! She tried again to grab the laptop out of my hands, and I refused to let it go. She then turned and stomped out of her room. I knew what was coming next, so I quickly entered a command on my laptop that locked the keyboard and erased the hard drive. Alt 4. Yeah, fucking deleted rule 30. No, not system 34. Aunt Alice refuted a few, returned a few seconds later with her boyfriend, Rick. It was going on you messing with my girlfriend. Who was still half asleep. Rick was partially shirtless because he liked to show off his impressive collection of prison tattoos. Without saying <laughs> well, a word, he walked over and raised a fist at me threateningly. I flinched and handed over the laptop. Then him and Aunt Alice walked away, already discussing how much the computer may fetch at the pawn shop. What a bunch of cunts. Yeah. So you threaten a kid over a fucking laptop. You they're, don't pay rent or take scum. I know. I mean, this author is really like, he's really given us reasons to hate. He's like, let's see how much I can hate these people. You don't pay rent. Give me your laptop. Your mom's dead. I'm gonna get rid of the thing you like. I'm gonna steal all your food vouchers because <laughs> Fuck I'm you. a cunt. Kicks you. <sighs> Jesus Christ. World's shit. Sorry, pal. Losing the laptop wasn't a big deal. I had two st- uh, spares stored in my hideout. But they weren't nearly as fast, and I had to reload all the uh, the media on onto them from backup drives. Total pain in the ass. But it was my own fault. I risked that. I knew the risk of bringing anything of value back here. The dark blue light of dawn was starting to creep up through the laundry door window. I decided it might be a good idea to leave for school a little early today. I dressed as quickly as quietly as possible, pulling on my warm corduroids. A baggy sweater and an oversized coat that compressed my entire winter wardrobe. 
Then I put on my backpack and climbed up onto the washing machine. After putting on my gloves, I slid over, open the frost-covered window. The Arctic morning air stung my cheeks. They glazed out over the uneven sea of trailers, uh, trailer rooftops. That sounds very descriptive. It stung the, your cheek? Yeah. I like that. It's that good sounds descriptive. Nice. It's good. Stung your cheek. I, I like this book because it's like, it kicks you in the gut and then you have a reason. It, it The way it's written really, like... It's kind of... I actually noticed it's kind of similar to a lot of stories. For example, look at Char and the Chocolate Factory. His life's shit. But he has something to look forward to, doesn't he? A ticket. A ticket. And this, a case, this is this guy's ticket. It's like a, it's, it's a metaphor for gluttony, I reckon, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, I know it's not, but I, it's like... <laughs> everyone's fat. Everyone's fat, but it's like everyone... That's everyone's sin is gluttony and greed. Because The only like, difference with that story is just only Charlie life sucks. Kind of. That's I mean, he, because even that, his family's like, yeah, we're getting he's, by. He's fine. he's grateful for having that opportunity where everyone's like, I'm gonna win the chocolate factory. Fuck you, Willy Wonka. It's mine now. And he's like, Nah, bitch. Fuck you. Go down the chute. And this one, Wade, was it? Yeah, Wade. Everything what? sucks. His Everything family sucks. hates him. The world hates him. And he's just, I I can't believe he's still, you know, managing his own. Yeah. My mom's, my mom, my mom, my mom's car. My aunt's trailer was on the top unit in a stack, 22 mobile houses high, making it a level or two taller than the majority of the stacks immediately surrounding it. The trailers at the bottom rested on the ground or on their original concrete foundations, but the, st- uh, the units stacked above them were suppressed on a reinforced modular scaffold. A oh, Habdexan... Haphazard, haphazard. That may be a word. Uh, metal uh, lettuce work and has been constructed uh, piecemeal over the years, uh, and had been constructed piecemeal over the years. Okay, we live in the Portland Avenue stacks, a spiraling hive of discolored, uh, yeah, discolored tin shoe boxes rusting on the shores of I forty just west of Oklahoma City decaying sky, skyscraper core. It was a collection of over 500 individual stacks, all connected to each other by a makeshift network of recyclable, recycled pipes, grinders, support beams, and f- uh, footbridges. A spiral of a dozen uh, ancient construction canes, yes. cranes used to do the actual stacking were positioned around the stacks, ever-expanding outer perimeter. The top stacks. level or roof stacks. of the stacks uh, was blanketed with a patchwork array of old solar panels that provided uh, supplemental power to the units below. A bundle of hoses and contruded, uh, conrig- contrigated tubing snaked up and down the side of each stack, supplying water to each trailer and carrying away sewage. Luxuries not available in some of the other stacks scattered around the city. Very, uh, very little sunlight made it to the bottom level, known as the floor. The dark, narrow strips of ground between the stacks was clogged with the skeletons of abandoned cars and trucks. Their gas tanks empty and their exit routes blocked off long ago. One of our neighbours, Mr Miller, once explained to me that trailer parks like ours was originally considered of a few dozen motorhomes arranged in neat rows on the ground. But after the oil crash, 
and the upset of the energy crisis, large cities had been flooded with refugees from surrounding suburban and rural areas, resulting in a massive urban housing shortage. Real estate within walking distance of a big city became far too valuable to waste in the flame plane on a flat plane of mobile homes. So someone had cooked up a brilliant idea of, oh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant idea of, as Mr. Miller put it, stacking the some bitches. <laughs> so it's it's some bitches put together. Some bitches. Some bitches. To maximise the use of ground space. The idea cooked, uh, caught on in a big way and trailer parks around the, the country had quickly evolved into stacks like this one. Strange hybrids of shanty towns, squatter settlements and refugee camps. They all now scattered around the outskirts of most major cities, each one overflowing with uprooted rednecks like my parents, who desperate for food, work, electricity and reliable uh, oasis accent, access had fled their dying small towns and had used the last of their gasoline or their beasts of burden to haul their families' RVs and trailer homes to the nearest metropolis. Every stack in our park stood at least 15 mobile homes high with an occasional RV, shipping container, airstream container or VW microbus mixed in for uh, rarity. In the recent years, many of the stacks have grown to the height of 20 units or more. This means a lot of people, um, this made a lot of people nervous. Stacks collapse, uh, stack collapses, the stack collapses weren't that uncommon, but if the scaffolding support buckled in the wrong angle, the domino effect would bring down four or five of the neighbor, neighboring stacks too. Our trailer was near the northern edge of the stacks, which ran up to the crumbling highway overpass. From my vantage point at the laundry room, I could see a thin stream of electric cars crawling across the cracked asphalt, carrying goods and workers into the city. As I stared off into the grim skylight, a bright silver of the sun of, yeah, peeked over the horizon. Watching it rise, I performed a mental ritual. Whenever I see the sun, I remind myself that I'm looking at a star, one of over 100 billion stars in our galaxy. A galaxy that was one of billions of our other galaxies in this observable universe. This helped me keep things in perspective. I started doing, th doing it after watching a science program from the early 80s called Cosmos. I slipped out the window as quietly as possible and clenching the bottom of the window frame slid down the cold surface of the trailer's metal siding. The steel platform on which the trailer rested was only slightly wider and longer than the trailer itself, <coughs> leaving a ledge about a foot and a half wide all around. I carefully lowered myself until the, my feet reached on this ledge and then reached up to close the window behind me. I grabbed hold of a rope I strung there at waist high to, and served as a handhold and began to sidestep around the ledge to the corner of the platform. From there, I was able to descend the ladder-like frame of the scaffolding. I'd all, I almost always took this route when leaving or returning to my aunt's trailer. A rickety metal st uh, staircase was bolted to the side of the stack, but it but it shook and knocked against. Oh, but it, yeah, but it shook and knocked against the scaffolding, so I couldn't use it without announcing my presence. Bad news. 
In the stack, it was best to avoid being heard or seen whenever possible. There are often dangerous and desperate people about, the sort that will rob you, rape you, and then sell your organs on the black market. Mm. Fucking hell. These are some dark, dark times, folks. These are some happy times. Happy times. Well, you'd rather be robbed than raped than you wake up and your organs have been taken. Or I probably all, wouldn't even be waking up. You wouldn't wake or up. Either three or, or all of them. Bro, you're fucked. No, I think you're just inexperienced. <laughs> Depending the network of metal grinders, metal girders had always reminded me of old platform video games like Donkey Kong or Burger Time. I seized up this idea a few uh, yeah, seized up this upon this idea a few years ago when I coded my first Atari 2600 game, a Gunter Rite of Passage, like a Jedi building his first lightsaber. It was a pitfall knockoff called the Stacks, where you have had to navigate through a virtual maze of trailers collecting junk computers, uh, scab, snagging food voucher power-ups, and avoiding meth addicted meth addicts and pedophiles on the way to school. I okay, actually, okay, okay. I'll be a bit serious. That's actually fucked. Joke's that's, over. That's, that's fucked. Weird. I actually know you can actually play this game on the website for the book. That he's actually made a like a well, almost like a flash game. So it's an interactive storybook. It's based, yeah, but it, there's no website or anything. But like, I'm guessing you just go to ReadyPlayerOne.com. There's I assume so. Yeah, you assume so. The game was a lot more fun than the real thing. As I climbed down, I paused next to an airstream trailer three uh, units below us, where my friend Mrs. Uh, Gilmore lived. She was a sweet old lady in her mid seventies and always seemed to get up ridiculously early. Ridiculously early. I peeked in a window and saw her, saw her shuffling around in her kitchen, making breakfast. I, she spotted me in a few seconds and her eyes lit up. Wade, she said, cracking, up her, cracking open her window. Good morning, my dear boy. Good morning, my dear Mrs. Boy. My dear boy. Oh, homie. Give me that fat fucking cock. Good morning, Mrs. G, I said. I hope I didn't startle you. Not at all, she said. She she pulled her robe tight against the draft. Uh, yeah, she pulled her robe tight against the draft coming in the window. It's freezing out there. Why don't you come in and have some breakfast? I got some soy bacon and those paddled, panded, blah, blah, blah. Those powdered eggs aren't too bad if you put enough salt on them. Thanks, but I can't do that this morning, Mrs. G. I have to get to school. All right, rain check then. She then blew me a kiss and started to close the window. Try not to break your neck climbing around out there, okay, Spider-Man? Spider-Man, Spider-Man, dodging pedos and crackheads. Meth addicts. Yeah, same things. It's just weird. <laughs> Biscuit head. Biscuit head. Give me pictures of Spider-Man. Will do. See you later, Mrs. G. I waved goodbye to her and continued my descent. Mrs. Gilmore was a total sweetheart. She let me crash on her couch when I needed to, although it was hard for me to sleep there because of all her cats. Mrs. G was super religious and spent most of her time in churches, uh, in the, the oasis, sitting in congregation of one of the big online mega churches, singing hymns, listening to sermons, and taking visual, uh, virtual tours of the Holy Land. I fixed her uh, her ancient Oasis console whenever I went on the, whenever it went on the fritz, and in return she answered my endless questions about what it was what it was like for her to grow up during the eighties. 
She knew the coolest bit of 80s trivia, things you couldn't learn from books and movies. She was always praying for me too, trying her hardest to save my soul. I never had the heart to tell her that I had I thought organized religion was to a total kook. Yeah, it's a bit hard to tell a complete uh, churchy, like a churchy that like your God's a lie. But each to our own, religion's a whole nother topic. We'll just leave it at that. It, it was a pleasant fantasy that gave her hope and kept her going, which was exactly what the hunt was to me. To quote the Albanac, people who live in glass houses should shut the fuck up. I like that. I want that as a tattoo or like a bookmark or something. When I reached the bottom level, I jumped off the scaff the scaffold and uh, I jumped off the scaffold and dropped the few remaining feet to the ground. My rubber boots crushed into the sludge and melt fr uh, frozen mud. It was still pretty dark down there, so I took out my flashlight and headed east, waving my way through the dark maze. We're nearly done, folks. We've got, what, three pages left till chapter two. And then we'll call it a day. Yeah, through the dark maze. Doing my best to remain unseen while being careful to remove trip, avoid tripping over a shopping cart. Engine block or one of the other pieces of junk littering the, na the narrow alleys beyond the stacks, or between the stacks. I rarely saw anyone out at this time of the morning. The commuter shuffle run only a few times a day, so the residents, luckily enough, had a job, would already be waiting at the bus stop by the highway. Most of them worked at day labour at the big factory farms that surrounded the city. After walking about half a mile, I reached a giant mould of old cars and trucks piled haphazardly across the stack's eastern perimeter. Decades ago, the cranes had cleared a par uh, the park of s as many abandoned vehicles as possible, and to make room for even more stacks, they just dumped them in big piles like the one, like this one, all around the settlement's perimeters. Many of them were nearly as tall as the stacks themselves. Fucking hell, that's a big, big pile. All I'm picturing is like you know, in The Simpsons, you've got like the burning pile of tires, but <laughs> yeah. but instead of burning pile like a just melted plastic it's just a massive pile of trucks and cars dicks and shit dicks and shit uh, many of them were nearly as tall as the stack I'm so I, can't remember. I said that I moved to the edge of the, uh, the pile and after a quick glance around to make sure I wasn't being watched or followed I turned sideways to squeeze for a gap between two crushed cars from there, I ducked. Uh, wait, from there, I ducked, uh, clambered, and sidestepped my way further and further into the ramshackled mountain of twisted metal until I reached a small open space at the rear of a buried uh, cargo van. Only the th near the rear third of the uh, the van was visible. The rest of it was concealed by the other vehicles stacked on and around it. Uh, two, overturned, two overturned pickup trucks laid across the van's roof at different angles, but most of their rate was supported by the trucks stacked on either side, creating a sort of protected arc that could prevent the van from being crushed by a mountain of vehicles piled above it. I pulled out a chain I kept around my neck, of which uh, there hung a single key, 
In a stroke of luck, this key had been just hanging from the car, the van's ignition when I first discovered it. Many of these vehicles have been in working condition. Oh, many of these vehicles have been in working condition when they were abandoned. Their owners were simply no longer. Uh, the, their owners had simply no longer been able to afford fuel for them, so they just parked them and walked away. I pocketed my flashlight and unlocked the van's rear right door. It opened about a foot and a half, giving me enough space to squeeze inside. I closed the door behind me and locked it again. The van's rear door had no windows, so I hatched open. Uh, so I was hatched over in total darkness for a second until my fingers found the old power strip I ducted to the ceiling. I flipped it on, and an old desk lamp flooded the tiny space with light. The, crammed green, the crumbled green roof of a compact car covered the crushed opening where the windscreen had been, but the damage to the van's front end didn't extend beyond the cab. The rest of the interior remained intact. Someone had removed all of the van's seats, probably to use its furniture leaving a small room about four feet wide, four feet high, and nine feet long. This was my hideout. I discovered it four years earlier while searching for discarded computer parts. When I opened the door and glazed into the van's dark, uh, darkened interior, I knew right away that I found something of immense value, privacy. This was a place no one else knew about where I wouldn't have to worry about being hassled or slapped around by my aunt or whatever loser she was currently dating. I kept, I would keep my things here without worrying they would be stolen. And most importantly, it was a place where I could access my oasis in peace. This van was my refuge, my bat cave, my fortress of solitude. It was I where like that, that's pretty cute. I like that too. Fortress of solitude. Yeah. I like that. It was where I attended school, did my homework, read books, watched movies and play video games. It was also where I conducted my ongoing quest to find Holiday's Easter egg. I covered the walls, floor and ceiling with styrofoam egg cartons and pieces of carpeting in an effort to soundproof the van as much as possible. Several cardboard boxes of busted laptops and computer parts sat in the corner next to a rack of old car batteries and a modified exercise bike I rigged up as a recharger. The only furniture was a folding la uh, uh, lawn chair. So that's not bad. That's all you need. If you've got a VR headset and some fucking and a lawn chair, all you need is a little paddling board, uh, pool. That's kind of cute. It's like he's actually, he actually has a room for He's once. actually got a room to himself. That's good. It's very cute. Yeah, good on him. I dropped my backpack, struggled, uh, shrugged off my coat, and hopped on my exercise bike. Charging the batteries was usually the only physical exercise I got each day. I pedaled until the meter said that the batteries had a full charge, then sat down in my chair and switched on the uh, small electric heater I kept beside it. Pulled off my gloves and rubbed my hands in front of the, heat, uh, the, the filaments as they began to grow bright orange. I couldn't leave the heater on for very long or it would drain the batteries. I opened the rat-proof metal box where I kept my food cache and I took out some bottled water and a packet of powdered milk. Ew. I mean, it's, it's kind of like similar to... It's very it's a very light apocalypse. Yeah. So powdered milk is probably fine. Do you reckon cows are still a thing? Oh, I say no. Depending on how the world's fucked, probably no. Mm. I mixed them together in a bowl and dumped a generous serving of fruit rock cereal. Once I wafted that down, I received a, uh, I received an old plastic, 
I retrieved an old plastic Star Trek lunchbox I kept hidden under the van's crushed dashboard. Inside was my schooled-issued Oasis console, haptic gloves, and visor. Okay, so I'm thinking it, like... You know those, like... I'm trying to think, like, the golf hats. Like, the visors that the... <laughs> the ones that are the the, the, uh, the fluorescent ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones yeah. that mum use? Yeah, yeah, one of those. But it's that, but it's got, like, a screen on it. So, oh, so it's kind of like Vegeta's, like, little scouter he it's uses. It's more like a... a like Except a, it goes all over you, the Have eye. you seen Windows's VR... Oh, it's, like, mixed VR headset? For Microsoft. Microsoft had made one. No. It's called the HoloLens, and it's just, like, this... It's almost like... It sounds like AR. Yeah, it, it's it's a form of AR. Um, if you don't know, it means augmented reality. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. You know Star Trek? Mm, kind of. You know the guy with the visor? <laughs> it's basically that, but as a hat. Okay, I haven't watched actually. I haven't actually watched Star Trek, but, but you, I know exactly who the person you're talking about. I'm glad that you know. Okay, cool. Uh, inside was my uh, school issued Oasis soft. Uh, Console, haptic gloves, and visor. Those Yum. items were as far as the most valuable things I own. Far too valuable to carry around with me. I pulled on my elastic haptic gloves and flexed my fingers to make sure none of the joints were sticking. Like this. No, more like that. Oh, it sounds like flexing. Yeah. <laughs> then I grabbed my Oasis console, a flat black rectangle about the size of a paperback book. It had a wireless, uh, a wireless network antenna built into it, and the reception inside the van was for shit, since it was buried under a huge pot, uh, mold of dense metal. So I rigged up an external ad- antenna and mounted it to the roof of the car at the top of the junk pile. Oh, the roof of the car at the top of the junk pile. The antenna cable snaked up for a hole I punched in the, roof, the van's ceiling. I plugged it into the port, into a port on the side of the console and slipped on my visor. It fits snugly around my eyes like a pair of swimming goggles, blocking out all exterior light. Small earbuds extend from the uh, visor's temple and automatically plug themselves into my ears. What if it fucks up and it just scoops out your fucking earlobe? Just like a spoon. Yeah, like a spoon, but it's a, it's a fucking earplug. Ew. Mm. Yum. The visor also had two built-in studio voice microphones and picked up everything I said. Powered on the console and initiated the login uh, sequence. So a brief flash of red as the visor scared my retinas and then I cleared my voice and said my login password. uh, Being careful to authenticate. 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 You've been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier between uh, against Zog. Uh, Zog? Giving and the, me massive Buzz Lightyear vibes. And the Zodan and, and uh, Armada. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear to the rescue! Actually sounds like Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear, yeah. He's just playing Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I'm just playing Buzz Lightyear. The password, my password phrase was also verified along with, with my voice pattern. And then I was logged in. The following text appeared, superimposed in the center of my virtual display. Identity verification successful. Welcome to the Oasis Passable. Logging complete. 752, uh, 753.21 OST, the 2nd of the 10th, 2045. 
So we've got the day. 45, there you go. <coughs> Pardon me. As the text faded away, it was replaced by a small message, a short message, just three words long. The message had been embroidered into the login sequence by James Holiday itself when he first programmed the Oasis. What's going on, cunt? As a homage to the simulation's direct ancestors, the coin-operated video games of its use. These three words were always the last thing an Oasis user saw before leaving the real world and entering the virtual one. Ready, player one. Just like the book. And that's the end of the chapter, folks. There you go. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And, no, um, I did. Yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting one. It's been funny. It's been funny. Don't know how long we've we've gone for, but it, it seems we've gone pretty good. So uh, yeah, tune in next week when uh, we continue the book and we tune just, in next time, folks. Yeah, we just talk about more shit and we just have a good time. Catch yeah. you. Catch you guys later.